0: Welcome, welcome. This is Gabe Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for ComicalOpinions.com. It is Monday, October 16th, 2023. Uh, one of the pieces of feedback I've gotten about these videos, which are generally well-received, everybody seems to like them, which is great, uh, but one of the pieces of feedback I've gotten is I tend to talk too fast, so I'm going to concentrate on slowing down a little bit so that I can articulate a little bit better, get my diction out a little bit better, not quite so snappy poppy so i'm going to slow down a little bit see if i can talk a little bit slower hopefully that's going to work out for everybody okay today's op-ed is talking about a little bit of news coming out of new york city comic-con 2023 as of this recording the convention's over so most of the announcements are already out but there's one particular announcement that caught my attention Uh, dynamite announced that they were picking up a number of titles from uh, warner brothers discovery and these are titles that, that they're licensing from One Discovery that are properties that people may have heard of but haven't seen in a very long time. Some of these titles include uh, Johnny Quest, uh, Thundercats is the big one there, Space Ghost, The Wizard of Oz, and a few others. And you can sort through the list and there'll be uh, links to some of the uh, announcements that are in the op-ed when you go to the main site and read the op-ed. I'm kind of enthused about this. Uh, particular announcement, not for the general reasons that somebody might think. It's good to see Thundercats get their due after that terrible Thundercats roar cartoon on Cartoon Network. That was pretty terrible. Um, But it's it's also nice to see some of these properties come back like Space Ghost and Johnny Quest. But I'm enthused about it, but it's not for the same reasons that most people might consider. I'm really focusing on two key areas about why this announcement is important and why uh, folks who are indie creators who are kind of having trouble finding the right way to tell a story or looking for the right property to tell a story, have reason to be um, hopeful about where they can go with their comic writing experience. So the, Announcement came out, and one of the things that caught my eye is this is very similar to a, a couple of announcements that have come out in the past year. The one, the second one that comes to mind most recently before New York City Comic Con was Mad Cave Studios' announcement that they picked up the license for Flash Gordon from King Publications. This is also another big property that people may be familiar with. Uh, and Dynamite has also done Buck Rogers in the past. He said, well, why are you rattling off all these different properties? It's because a lot of these properties have been sitting on the shelf gathering dust. These are properties that are familiar to people. These are properties that have stories that in some cases that people remember quite fondly, uh, especially for somebody who's older like me. Uh, so the idea that some of these properties are now getting a more, or, or at least coming out of retirement, if you want to call it that, although I'm not that old, but at least if they're coming out of retirement that they have the opportunity to tell new stories, to breathe new life into the properties and to give them more attention where they haven't gotten anything in some cases for decades that's a big plus for me. It it tells me two things. Number one, that these companies recognize that they have these IPs, that they have these properties that were popular, at least for a certain period of time. And that just by keeping on the shelf, they're worthless. A property is no good unless you actually take action on it. And I think a lot of these publishers are starting to get the message. DC, for example, is all about the Batman. Now they're starting to kind of dust off Superman a little bit and give him some attention. They're just starting to give Green Lantern some attention with two titles now under the Dawn of DCU banner. So their properties are out there. Characters are out there. Stories that are out there that have been told but are ripe for telling more stories. And it's good that these publishers are starting to wake up to say, well, stop narrowing ourselves. We have all these properties we can take advantage. I know there are kinds of issues with contracts and copyright and we have have to pay attention to all that stuff. Well, we've got to be legal and above board and, and contractually um, uh, responsible. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you just let the property sit there and not do anything with them. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I think there's an opportunity here because they're going way back on some of these titles, like Flash Gordon, like Johnny Quest, like Space Ghosts who were popular at one time, but in some cases not for 40, 50 years or more. And so that to me, that's, that's an indication of, recognizing that there are still fans around like myself who like these older stories, who have memories of these older stories from when we were little kids and that there's nothing wrong with bringing those back out to see if you can, if they worked once, maybe they can work again, especially for a new generation. So that's a good that's a good thing. That's a big positive. The second piece of it is because these are older characters and older properties and the publishers are starting to recognize they have value. That's a good sign for indie creators who might have trouble. They want to tell hero stories who are, they want to try superhero stories, but they don't really have a place to start or don't know if they can create one from scratch. That's compelling. That's where I go back to the, the well of uh, what we call the public domain. And there are a lot of characters. As a matter of fact, there's, several hundred to over a thousand characters that are currently sitting in the public domain. And what that, and if you're not familiar with the term, what that basically means is after a certain period of time, I think the the age is something like 70 years or more, 73, maybe. I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember the detail, but after that point, it's free for that character to be used by anybody for any purpose. Nobody has the license hold on it. Nobody owns the copyright to it. You can use that character and you can create a comic and you can sell that comic and it is perfectly free and available. That, I mean, that applies to the like the really older characters, like for example, Dracula and Frankenstein. Everybody knows that they can do something with Dracula and Frankenstein and there's no, there's no, nothing holding them back from doing that because that character is so old. But if you flash, uh, flash forward, yeah, flash forward, flash forward (laughs) several (laughs) more years beyond that into the early parts of the 20th, uh, 20th century, there are. Tons of characters that came out right around the start of the golden age, which really started with Superman. Although you can argue it went back a little bit further with uh, the Phantom that are superheroes. They have powers. They can do amazing things. They already have a backstory. They already have a supporting cast around them in some cases that are free and clear and ready for you to use. All you have to do is find one that clicks with you and start writing and then get an artist and start drawing and make your comic and get it out there. I mean, I think Dynamite is one of the better companies about doing that. They've done a lot with characters like Black Terror, uh, with their Project Superpowers line, where they draw on some of these public domain characters, and you are free and clear to do this exact same thing with the same characters. Dynamite doesn't hold exclusive rights to those characters, so you can do the same thing that they are doing. They're just the only ones that are doing it. And I think that's a good sign. That's a great sign, because there are characters there waiting for you to use. Uh, So... You still have to pay attention. Now, in in the op-ed, I also included a link to an online wiki database that includes a vast list of public domain characters that are there to be had for anybody who wants to take the opportunity to pick them up and start doing something with them. So the the title of this op-ed is, You Don't Have to Start from Scratch. And that's a true statement. You don't have to start from scratch. If you're willing to do your research, make sure that you're not violating any copyright restrictions check out that list that's included in the op-ed and pick a character or several if you want. If you want to even want to create a team, that's perfectly okay. And then start creating. You don't have to kind of imagine something from nothing. If you need a place to get started, there's your perfect opportunity. So that That's the op-ed. Uh, an announcement out of New York Comic-Con just sort of got me excited about characters who I hadn't seen in a very long time, who I'm excited to see again. But for indie creators, but it also got me thinking about indie creators that are looking for a place to start. There is an entire catalog of characters that are already developed for you, and you can just pick them up and go. So I encourage you to do so, and let's get let's get creating with comics. Okay, so that's the op-ed for today. So moving over to the uh, newsletter, as far as our list of uh, things that are happening in the past week, reviews come, uh, that were from the last week and this week. Uh, let's see, we're into the beginning of October, so there are uh, For the folks that are paid subscribers to our newsletter, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, If you are a paid subscriber, you would have gotten our monthly wallpaper pack for the most popular review of the month for September. And in this case, it was big game number three from Image Comics, which is not a surprise at all. So this is just something we give to our subscribers as a thank you for subscribing. It's not a a thing you have to pay for, but if you are a paid subscriber to help support our site, you, you get it every month for free. And if you're interested in becoming a paid subscriber, please do so The at the lowest tier, is just five bucks a month and every dollar helps to keep us running and to help us keep going with the site and, and making bigger, better things for you. Okay, so let's take a look at the reviews for the last week. It was a shorter week because I, I, I guess it was an annuals week. I'm not sure what was going on, but it was definitely a short week. So we have uh, Creepshow volume two, number two from Image. Good stuff, they had two stories in there and they're both pretty solid. We have Scorched number 22 from Image Comics, also okay. Army of Darkness Forever, number one, from Dynamite Comics. Uh, Not so great. Um, (laughs) Mundus Tanabras from Blood Moon Comics. Interesting uh, priest exorcism horror story, but it's not an exorcism story. It's got a nice little twist in there. You might like that, so uh, give it a try. And our pick of the week is Madness, number three, from AWA Studios, which is J. Michael Straczynski's uh, revenge thriller about a superpowered thief who is betrayed by fellow superheroes, and she goes on a revenge quest to kill them all. And it's power-packed with emotions, so you're going to like that one if you like raw, gritty storytelling. Uh, Project Rees number three from Mad Cave. That's the adventurers going for a Nazi gold uh, hunting quest. Uh, and that one's okay. Uh, Scarlet Couture, the Munich File, number three, and from Titan Comics, and Bloodborne, the Bleak Dominion, number two, also from Titan Comics. So it's a very eclectic list this week. It's a shorter week, I guess, because it was an annuals week, I guess. But uh, we got some interesting picks in there, so check it out. Now, coming up this week, we got a lot of titles. So this is a very busy week, not just for this, but also for our partner sites with Weird Science, DC and Marvel. It's a huge week of uh, comics coming out next week. So let's talk about what we got ready for you. We have three indie submissions we're going to work on. Here comes Calico number four. Days of the Republic Volume One and Seventh Sister Number One, all indie submissions. Coming up from Titan Comics, we have Robocop. uh, I'm sorry, not Robocop. (laughs) No, that's a different kind of comic. Uh, Robotech Rick Hunter Number Two. That one was delayed from a few months back, but now they've caught up from Titan Comics. We have uh, Vampirella the Superpowers, speaking of public domain characters, number five from Dynamite Comics. Uh, Big Game, number four from Image Comics. If history is any indicator, that'll probably be our pick of the week, but we'll see. Uh, Red Sonia, volume seven, number four, the continuation of their 50th anniversary story. That's not for, actually, that's not Image, that's Dynamite. Ooh, gotta fix that. Uh, Centaurs, volume one from Blaze Publishing and... Yep, that's a, that one was delayed from a few weeks back, so we'll pick up on that one. Uh, Robin Hood, Dark Sh- Shaman uh, from Xenoscope, and Oz Kingdom of the Lost, number two, also from Xenoscope. Uh, we have Antarctica, number four, from Image Comics. That's the sci-fi thriller with uh, alternate reality or parallel dimensions, I should say. Uh, Draculina, Blood Symbol, number six. That's the story from Christopher Priest about... Uh, Vampirello's sister. Uh, Immortal Regis Volume 1, also from Ablaze Publishing. Uh, We have the Gargoyles Halloween special number one from Dynamite. That's based on the Disney Gargoyles cartoon. Uh, Crusader number two from Mad Cave. That is about a um, Crusades knight who gets transported to a world of magic and monsters. Uh, Gunbreed number four. That is the anthology series from Blood Moon about an undead sheriff who is. Uh, tasked with protecting a cursed town and talks number four, also from blood comics. That's about a post-apocalyptic virus uh, mutant monster type of story. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoy this newsletter. We hope you enjoyed the op-ed please. Uh, if you are listening to this on any podcast platform, please uh, leave a comment and leave a rating. We'd love to hear from you and how we could do better. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, comment, subscribe, also leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Always looking to do better. And if you are just reading this on the on our Substack newsletter and or reading the op-ed on our website, please share it out with your friends and family, anybody who might be interested. And we're very thankful that you're continuing to stick with us. I uh, hope you have a pleasant Monday. This is Gabe Hernandez signing off and you have a great day.